Hello, friends. You are listening to Whole and Free, a podcast serving you a heaping helping of encouraging truth to free your soul and make you whole. This is Kathy Schwanke, speaker, author, and encourager of the faithful, here to help you soar on the sturdy wings of truth and love. Welcome to season two of Whole and Free. As you likely know, I took the month of July off the podcast to catch the wind of summer before it flies by. I'm not sure I did that. Life is so busy this month with yard and garden, but it was at least a tiny bit less busy. My family has our annual summer camping trip this month, and I'm speaking at a youth girls retreat later in the month, which is hosted by my daughter. I have to tell you, it is a sweet gift from God to work with my daughter in ministry. She has the gift of gathering and planning events. Our theme for the retreat will be Awaken. Kayla's desire is for the girls to grab hold of Jesus fully, to awaken to his love, and to embrace his call on their lives before they leave the nest for college. I love this. I'm pretty sure their moms and dads do too. The inspo for the theme came from an old Natalie Grant song, maybe you remember it, called Awaken. Since I'm in the middle of writing my messages, I decided this season I will address Awakening. Since I cannot quote song lyrics on my podcast, I encourage you to look it up afterwards. I will link it in the show notes. Essentially, the chorus is a confession of drifting away from God's true north for our lives. It is a prayer for God to awaken my heart, and that means awakening passion for God, passion for God's way, and passion for His work in the world. As you may have noticed, the culture we live in seems to often regurgitate ideas without thinking about them. Unfortunately, culture is indicative of our humanity. We naturally want things comfortable and easy, and if we can get anyone to carry our load, we will, right? This happens to be true even of our thinking. We generally love when others do the work of research and the talking so that we can grab sound bites and share them as if we ourselves have acquired copious amounts of knowledge. Other times, things just seem to make sense, and so we run with it without thinking it through and spread something seemingly good, but that actually brings harm to others or society. For example, maybe you've seen or heard the phrase, as long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care what they do. But stop and think about that statement. If one takes time to consider reality... If one awakens their thinking by engaging with the idea and looking for evidence of the truth of it or the lack of truth, one will realize that nothing could be further from the truth. Every decision we make affects others. That's a sobering thought, right? If one of us does something or believes something, we are sure to bring a friend along, and that friend will bring a friend, and so on and so on. We are also quite naturally evangelists to our ways. Just look at Instagram or YouTube. Social media is crammed with official influencers. Well, that's a broad topic for another day. But the short of it is, as we can see in the way that our cultural, let's call them abnormalities, have increased, and as our political situation has become, well, very dire. We have a front row seat to the fact that every human matters and every human choice has an impact on others. 
If you've been listening to my previous podcasts, you know I've said much about uprooting lies from our hearts in order to live whole and free lives. So the topic of awakening easily dovetails the topic of uprooting lies, but it also implies something more than uprooting wrong thinking to set us free. It implies zeal or passion for the fruit, I'm sorry, for the pursuit of the goal of our seeking to live whole and free. That would be the fruit of living whole and free. Why do I want to be free? Why do I pursue wholeness so I will feel good? so I can enjoy this life with my family and friends. Those are outcomes, definitely. But I touched on the why in a previous episode when I read part of old Zechariah's prophecy after his son John was born. Luke 1, 74 through 75 says, In sending Jesus, God intends to fulfill his covenant promise for the purpose of and this is how it reads, deliverance from hostile hands that we may serve him without fear in holiness, which is wholeness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. To serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. We seek to be whole and free in order to serve God with our lives. And we do that as we look forward to the crowns I talked about in episode six of Uh, of my first season. Crowns that we will lay at Jesus's feet when he establishes his forever whole and free kingdom on earth. I also believe we will serve with Jesus in eternity in the capacity that we served him here. The one who is faithful with 10 talents here will receive 10 more in eternity and more, he promises. Well, in Natalie Grant's song, I picked up three themes that I'll be talking about in this season. The first one is awaken to his passion, our identity. He wants you and I and everyone to be his beloved child. He wants to restore our identities to the security of belonging to him. Our identity is in our attachment to God, our adoption and our betrothal as the body of Christ. Number two, awaken to his presence, our intimacy. He wants to be known by you and me. Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. God is our father who hears our prayers and gives us everything we need. Our security is in our attachment to God. And number three, awaken to his power, our impact. He wants to make himself known through you and me. As children clothed with his robe of righteousness and crowned as sons and daughters, we carry out his mission here in his power. Our impact helps others attach to God. So I'm just going to repeat those. Awaken to his passion, which is our identity. Awaken to his presence, which is our intimacy with him. And awaken to his power, which gives us the confidence to have impact with our lives. Well, listen to what follows the two verses I read earlier from old Zechariah's song. He says this, And you, child, he's talking to his baby son, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give to his people the knowledge of salvation, that is, in the Greek, sozo, which means fullness and wholeness, 
to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the dawn or the sunrise will visit us from on high to shine on those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. That is a mouthful. And I want you to note that Zechariah is talking to his baby who can't yet think and process what's happening. There is impact and power of these words that go out even over our little ones. I regret that I didn't speak the word over my kids more. And so if you're still raising kids, you still have opportunity to speak truth over your kids. Just tell them you are a beloved child of God with great works ahead of you that he has planned before time began. Well, did you hear in that passage, his passion, the reason God sent John the Baptist and then Jesus, and the reason he now sends you and me is to give the good news that God has made a way of salvation. And the result of that salvation is deliverance from death and into a life filled with his peace. And we know Jesus is the Prince of Peace, so filled with Jesus. I wanted to share with you an expanded definition of the word salvation, which is in the Greek sozo, just to um, broaden your view of what salvation is and how powerful our calling is. So the first definition in the expanded definition is to save to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction. You and I have a rescue mission. To save one from injury or peril. To save a suffering one from perishing, i.e. one suffering from disease. To make well, heal, restore to health and wholeness. There's that word wholeness. The next one, to preserve one who is in danger of destruction, to save or rescue, there's that word again, and then to deliver from the penalties of the messianic judgment. And then the last one, to save from the evils which obstruct the reception of the messianic deliverance. I think if we're on a, if we know that we're on a rescue mission and we realize and remind ourselves what people need rescuing from, that it will empower us and impassion us to serve Jesus without fear. John was to prepare the way before the Lord Jesus by calling people to repent. Does this sound like an appealing calling to you? (laughs) Probably eating locusts and wearing camel hair in the desert wouldn't be appealing either, right? When I was walking through the book of Jonah with a young lady I mentored, I asked her to imagine God calling her to run into her city and cry repent because that was what Jonah was called to do, only it wasn't a friendly city. It was a horrible, awful city. Would you do it, I asked. We just smiled, knowing smiles at one another. We too might be swallowed by a big fish if God called us to run into an evil city and cry repent. So it's not hard to imagine the reason Jonah ran away from God instead of running toward obedience, right? Well, don't fear. I'm not at all suggesting today that that is your calling. For some, it may be, and I will pray for you. Wink, wink. While I might make the statement, every Christian should love God with all their heart, I would never make generalized statements about what God calls individuals to do, as this is something all Christians should do, because we all have different callings and convictions as we walk with Jesus. 
There is the law that we are all called to obey, and then there are callings that we walk in by walking with the Lord that are individual. The reason God sent Jesus and then called John to clear the way by preaching repentance is, according to the prophecy of Zechariah, so the dawn, or the sunrise, would be visiting from on high to shine on those living in darkness. Repentance, it seems, awakens light or awakens us to his light. On my last podcast, I read to you Malachi 4.2, which says, But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. The word sun in the term sun of righteousness is spelled with a U in this verse. I don't know about you, but this fascinates me that the titles in our English language for the sun in the sky and for the son of God are in biblical literature, interchangeable. In Ephesians 5.14, we read under the heading Children of Light, starting in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Test and prove what pleases the Lord. Verse 11, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that is illuminated becomes a light itself. So, verse 14 says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Verse 15, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless indiscretion. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And then verse 19 and 20, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It seems repentance turns us toward the light and we awaken. When we awaken, we turn away from dark deeds and instead we pay careful attention to the way we walk and live. And did you catch that? We speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord. An awakened heart has sanctified lips. This means, as I may repeat in every episode because it's such a significant statement, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. To awaken is to turn our heart toward the light, to tune our heart to God again. The heart, when awakened to the light of God's presence, has God's word and God's goodness in mind, and the mouth reveals the condition of the heart. Think about Pentecost. When the Spirit was poured out, the love of God flooded the hearts of the apostles, and their lips overflowed with the message of the gospel, and many became reconciled or reattached to God. As followers of Jesus, we have the ministry of reconciliation. This means we seek salvation for those who haven't come to Jesus yet. It also means we help each other stay close, stay attached to God, and we seek unity with each other. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Do we do this? Are we awake? Are our hearts so tuned to God that his word flows out of our mouths to one another? 
Have you ever been in a very dark or low place and a sister or brother in Christ spoke his word over you? Well, I was a hot mess one day several years ago when we were moving. I'm going to tell the whole story on a future podcast. But suffice it to say, I was so full of anxiety from having so many negative things happen very close together, and it was a day of our closing on our house. And have you ever been in that place where your mind is racing and you feel like the sky is most definitely going to fall on you as soon as you step outside? I knew I needed to call in the troops. I didn't have much time, so I sent a text to a few praying friends. My friend Nancy sent me a voice text prayer. She had been sitting reading Philippians 4 when my text came in, and so she prayed the word of God over me. Because she sent me the voice text, I was able to replay her prayer in my ear, and I did it at least four times. It took a bit, and I had to come into agreement with what the word said and out of agreement with what I was feeling on the inside, like the sky was going to fall. I literally felt like I was going to be crushed under the weight of what I had been experiencing. And after I listened four times, the light dawned and the peace of God washed over me. And uh, everything turned out fine. (laughs) Everything that was falling apart actually came together. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you passionate about helping people repent and surrender to Jesus? Are you zealous to help your brothers and sisters stay close to Jesus and each other? Maybe like me, you answer the question yes, but maybe also like me, you know you're not doing much with your passion sometimes. You just know you desperately want people to get saved and be set free in Jesus. What do we actually do and what can we do? I'm going to close today. We're going to get into that more as this season goes on. But I'm going to close with King David's charge to his son Solomon, who was going to be about the work of building God's temple which is the same call that you and I have. And I just happen to be in this passage of scripture in my yearly Bible reading right now. It's very rich. Um, But from 1 Chronicles 28, I'm going to read verses 9 through 10. David says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. I love that. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house as the sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. As you and I live in this culture of regurgitation of ideas that don't line up with truth, let us who know Jesus be awake and thoughtful and mindful. We stay awake by tending and tuning our hearts. We tend and tune our hearts by having conversations with our Father in heaven every day and by living as his beloved children who have been given power to live this life in his strength. And as we stay close to him, his word will overflow from our lips and impact others. Well, friends, the Lord loves you. Jesus died to set you free. He is with you to help you do your part, and he will do his. So this week, scoot in closer, listen for his sweet voice, and courageously do the work he calls you to do with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. I'm praying for you to gain traction in living your one beautiful life, trusting Jesus on the journey whole and free. 
I'd love for you to subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, leave a rating, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks for listening.